bless his holy name. Uh, can we say it again together? I will, I will bless the Lord, oh my soul. is holy his name so holy yeah. his holy name and we testify this is why we bless him tonight for he has done for he has done great mm, the Lord has uh, where the witnesses tonight that can say the Lord has done great things yeah 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 bless bless his holy his name like no other name at that name, every knee shall bow. At that name, every tongue. He has done great things. Come on, Shiloh. He has done. Come on, be honest. Declare the great works of the Lord in your life. The Lord has done. He's healed your body from diseases. Yeah, yeah, has done. Great blesses, blesses, holy. One more time, come on, let's say his name, Jesus the Christ, son of the living God, my savior, my master, he has, he I'm not ashamed to testify the Lord has done great things great and mighty things he has yeah bless his holy bless him in this place come on lift the name Jesus no other name whereby men can be saved no other name whereby bodies can be healed than the name Jesus every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess strong tower Shamba. strong tower Righteous find safety in your name, Jesus. In your name, Jesus. Hey. Nudge somebody and tell them, ain't nobody like him. Nobody. You may be seated. Let's get into our assignment tonight. 
Amen. Fallen. I agree with the writer that said, falling in love with Jesus. It is the best thing I've ever done. Second Chronicles chapter 20. While you're turning there, I thank God again for such an opportunity to, to stand behind such a sacred desk of a great man. A great man. A, a giant in the faith. Come on, put your hands together. Let's honor God's man, the angel of this house, Bishop Benjamin Watts. Come on. Yes. Shiloh, you're blessed. You're blessed, Shiloh, to his lovely wife, amen, and to my awesome wife, Lady Kristen, amen, and to those, those that serve here in this great church and those who came with us from New Haven, amen. We hasten to our assignment. I know it's Lent season. And I realize that you're in a special place, amen, and you're just been, you've just been honoring God and sacrificing these days and looking forward to everything God's going to do. Eyes have not seen. Come on, that's not a cliche, that's Bible. Eyes have not seen, neither have ears heard. It hadn't even entered into the hearts yet all of what God's going to do. It may not seem like he's doing anything, but Romans 8 tells me all things are working together. So when it seemed like nothing's going on, I want, you to, I want you to know it's working for my good. I don't know about anybody else, but I feel like dancing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and preach. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to cop out of preaching. But I feel, I feel victory in my, in my shoes. I think we need about two and a half minutes to, to give God something. Either you're clapping or you're dancing. When I think about Jesus, what he's done for me, when I think about Jesus, how it set me free, I can dance, 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 dance all night. One more time. When I think about Jesus, what he's done for me. When I think about Jesus, how it set me free. Dance, 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 dance all night. All right. All right. I just, I am who I am. You did invite me, right? I didn't come to be nobody else. My, my, my brother, my brother Elder Mark was here, I think a couple Tuesdays ago, right? And we had, we had a conversation about, about it and we laugh about it. But he, he preached for us Sunday morning, Bishop. And it's been quite the year for him physically. And I know he doesn't mind me telling his testimony, but about two Saturdays ago, he, he woke up and his eye was closed for no, no apparent reason. And we had a meeting and he came to the meeting. I said, what did you do? He said, I didn't do nothing. I said, it looked like you made somebody mad. He said, I just woke up like this. I said, but your eye is closed. 
He said, I know. He said, the funny thing is, I told the devil that if he wanted to do something worthwhile, instead of closing my eye, he should have closed my mouth. I just want to know, is there anybody that's got anything in your mouth for God tonight? Is there anybody that's got a praise, a todah, a shabbat, a, a hallelujah, a thank you, Jesus? If it had not been for the Lord, anybody got anything godly in your mouth? You ought to open your mouth and shout yeah! Shout yeah! All right, Second Chronicles, chapter 20. It's Lent season, but I feel revival. I feel, I feel revival. I do. Somebody gonna mess around and get delivered tonight. Right, right in the midst of a Bible lesson. Well, it, it happened at Cornelius' house. The, the, Bible, the Bible said that while Peter was talking, while he was yet, this, all he was doing was testifying. While he was testifying, somebody got filled with the Holy Ghost. Y'all not saying nothing to me. And they start speaking in other languages. And they start speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance because somebody was just telling of the goodness of the Lord Jesus. Just look at somebody else and tell them, God's been good to me. Good to me. The goodness. Let's, let's get it. Second, 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 second. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 2 to 3. Then we're going to jump down and grab some more verses, but I'm going to talk as we go. So let's read. It says, Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazan Tamar, which is in Zedah. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight from the thought, why are you afraid? This, this is an interesting generation of church, era of church. I, I've never, I never thought I'd find so many scared people that say they love the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about people that, that, will, that will quote and tell you, no weapon formed against me shall prosper Every tongue that rise against me in judgment, God said he condemned. They tell you in a minute, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want him, making me to lie down. You understand, they go all the way and they get to the good part. And yea, though I walk through the valley, the shadow of death, I fear no evil. But if you let them keep on talking, they'll get somewhere 
in the conversation and they, they put that conjunction. But sometime, child, I just don't know. They, 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 they come up with all kinds of excuses and reasons why not to believe all the stuff they were just running their mouth about. And here you have a man by the name of Jehoshaphat who has an interesting resume. The Lord called him into kingship, into authority over one of the greatest nations, one of the greatest groups called Judah. Judah is, is one, of the, one of the tribes, one of the sects of Israel that we understand in, in such a, scholars, a, a scholarly atmosphere that Judah means praise. So my question is, if, you, if, if, if your name means praise, if your, if your heritage, if your DNA is about praise, then my question to you is, Jehoshaphat, what are you afraid of? Do, have, have, we had not, have we have not understood by now that God inhabits the praises of his people? So how is it that you are dancing? How is it that you are shouting? How is it that you understand all of the inner and outer workings of praise and yet you come to the point in your life where you are defeated on the inside? Because that's what fear is about. Being fearful does not mean that you've lost the battle. Being fearful means that you're defeated on the inside. When you're, when you're dealing with the spirit of fear, do understand that that is not a spirit of God. Second Timothy teaches us that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of love, of power and a sound mind. So my question tonight is, why are you afraid? Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat gets word that the enemy is closing in. And the enemy in this particular passage is described as a, as a multitude of adversaries. The Bible said that Jehoshaphat, he, he does the right thing but he does the right thing the wrong way. I want to talk to some church people tonight who are doing the right thing, but doing it the wrong way. Verse 3 said, And Jehoshaphat feared, and he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Seeking the Lord is right. Proclaiming a fast is right. But the fact that he's afraid concerns me tonight. Scripture teaches us, I've been teaching Bishop out of, out, of a, out, of a, out of a heavy heart, and not heavy because I'm afraid, heavy because of concern, that our church has somehow been convinced that prayer doesn't work. They come to church on Sunday. They'll, they'll, come, they'll come to join night. They'll come to the conference. They'll come to spaghetti night. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You can come up with all kinds of reasons to get church, to, church folks to show up to church. Uh, but if ever you wanted to see a small crowd, call for prayer. Folks seem to have time for everything except prayer. And one of the reasons that the church has given up on prayer is because they say that prayer doesn't work. 
The reason they say that prayer doesn't work because I believe that we're not praying right. There is a right way to pray. Whether you want to believe it or not, there's a wrong way to pray. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Write, write this down. I'm not going to turn there. I'm going to get back and stay with the context of the text for a few moments. But I, I had to go back to, to John chapter 15 and verse 7. This is the right way to pray. He said, if you abide in me, and my, you can turn me down just a little bit. I hear it ringing because I, I feel a holler coming anyway. He, he said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, then you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. There is a generation of people who are praying and they're not getting any results. Much of what they're praying, it seems that God is not hearing or he's not responding. Could it be that God, watch this, uh, God hears and answers prayer, but you must understand there are conditions. Uh, and one of the conditions of a good, healthy prayer life uh, is you got to understand your position. Your position uh, in your prayer life uh, must be a position uh, of abiding. Uh, there must, watch this, uh, there must be a relentless diligence within you to stay in God. Scripture says that men are always to pray and not to faint, but this generation doesn't understand the importance of seeking God day in and day out. We want to hit it and then we want to quit it. Then we want to commonize God and suggest God to be like a man and say, it don't take all of this or it don't take all of that. But my question to you is, has God ever worked a miracle in your life? Most of us should raise our hand, but then there is a small group of us that can say, I sure enough have seen God. And the reason I know it was God is because I was about to lose my mind, my job, my marriage, my kids, my house my car I was going to lose it all but then I heard the voice of the Lord telling me that the race y'all ain't saying nothing is not given to the swift nor to the strong but to the one that endures look at somebody and ask them and why are you afraid so so this generation this generation will pray but God is not responding to our prayers. And I believe that God is not responding to our prayers because we're out of position. Okay. Just, just, just let me do it this way. I love sports. I, I was sharing the same, the same thing with my church not long ago. I, I love sports. And, and I'll, I'll watch almost any sport, even a good tennis match. Uh, if, it's, if, it's, if it's a competitive golf match, I might even watch that. It's, it's, some, it's something about sports that's consistent. They say that offense wins games, but defense wins championships. Now, now those of you that are not sports lovers, don't get mad at me. This is what they say. And, and, and one, one thing I've learned that in sports, a lot of times when raising and mentoring young athletes, so, sometimes it's hard to get them to understand fundamentals. 
And one of the fundamental approaches, regardless of sport, it can be hockey, it can be basketball, it can be football, it can be baseball. There's a, there is a position in every sport called defensive position. The, the defensive position requires you to bend your knees. But at the same time, they tell you, don't go on the heels because if you go on the heels, it's hard to respond. They tell you, you got to be on the balls of your feet so that you can move and respond and learn how to cut the lanes so that you can prevent your opponent uh, from gaining ground. So you can prevent your opponent uh, from getting in a position, watch this, uh, in a position that puts you at a disadvantage. Uh, so when you understand positioning, y'all ain't saying nothing to me, uh, as an athlete, uh, please understand it as a Christian. Uh, when you are, watch this, uh, when you are a child of God uh, and you are in it to win it, uh, you must understand uh, that you will not have any victory uh, whenever you come out of your position. Uh, What's the position, believers? The position is prayer. The position is abiding in what God has already promised. Knowing that he promised never to leave you, nor forsake you, but you got to go back and check the scripture only if you abide. Said, if you delight yourself also in the Lord, he will give you the, no, we're not short of desires, so we're just short of delight. All, only thing I need is more time. Let me, let me get into the scripture. Jehoshaphat has come to a place where the Bible said he, he's afraid, but he goes into prayer. The attitude, the emotion, his spiritual positioning is compromised, but yet he chooses to do the right thing. He does the right thing, but he does it the wrong way. Can we read? Because I, I want to show you something. Oh, Holy Spirit. Let, let, let me, let me, before I'm, I'm going to jump down to verse 14 in a second. But, but can, I, can, I, can I give you just a little revelation for something? For somebody that doesn't mind revelation? The Bible said that the enemy had set up camp in a place called Injita. Injita is interesting because it's, it's here, here, here in scripture, it is a place that literally means, it has, it has a double root. It literally means I and spring. And, and when you go into the scripture and you understand uh, th this, this particular revelation, note that an eye and a spring produces the same thing. They both produce water. The enemy has set up a place that is filled with water. Now, what, 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 what does that mean? I'm glad you asked. When you go back to Genesis in the days of creation, you will find that water is the first place that the Spirit of the Lord ever moved. God creates all of the heavens and the earth with his voice. But the only place, well the first place you see the Spirit moving is on the water. 
when you consider in 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 Jada in Jida, you must understand that is a it's a place of advantage for God to begin move. Y'all ain't saying nothing. For God to begin moving before you ever lift a finger, before you have to fight, before you even come to the place where where where, where you realize that you're even in a fight, they're already in a place. Where God has begun to move. Understand this. What I'm trying to say is that when, when you go back and, and you search the scriptures and you see how the spirit is moving on the water. And then you move now to the New Testament. Understand what the Holy Spirit is saying. He said, I will be to you. And I will I'll cause to you a well of water that springs up out of you into everlasting life. Jehovah. Jehoshaphat is afraid and yet he does not understand the strategic hand of God. God was already working on his enemies before his enemies ever approached. I just want to talk to somebody that trusts God to a level that before he even shows you anything you will trust that he's already operating. He's already handling the things that you haven't seen. Eyes have not seen. Eyes sometimes I cannot see, but you got to have something in your heart to believe that God has your best interests. So I ask you one more time before we go forward, why are you afraid? Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat of all people is afraid. When, when you go back to see the beginning of his ministry, he hooks up with the, with the king Ahab and the Bible said that they were working together. And they sought a word from the Lord. And the Lord gave a sure word. And, and, and Ahab was a wicked man. And he didn't like the word. But, but Jehoshaphat believed what God said. Watch this. But Jehoshaphat got tainted because of bad company. Ooh, Lord Jesus, why did I bring a bad company? I want to suggest to some of us tonight, the only reason that we've encountered the trouble that we have encountered is because we're surrounded by the wrong folks. We are invested in people, y'all ain't saying nothing to me, that are not worthy of our investment. The reason Jehoshaphat is off right now, the reason he's fearful is because he's still got a little bit of that hangover left. He's still hooked up to the spirit of Ahab who is now dead because when he wanted to fight the Holy Spirit told Micaiah to tell Ahab and Jehoshaphat don't get involved in this fight if you go up in this fight if you go against this enemy you will surely die and the people of Israel will wander like sheep without a king Jehoshaphat still has that in his spirit somehow here he comes to a place where he could have died Perhaps some scholars say he should have died, but God has spared him. He heard the enemy is coming, and instead of just going ahead and praying, go ahead and fasting. The Bible said he had fear in his heart, and because he's afraid, when God responds, God overlooks him. Let's go down to verse 14. We're almost done. I see what time it is. Verse 14, then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Madani, a Levite, of the sons of Asaph, 
came what? The Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Jehoshaphat is the king. He is the authority. He's the one who has rulership. He's the one that's in charge. He's the one who declared the fast. He's the one who called the congregation into prayer. Yet, when God responds, God does not respond to him. He had to find somebody else who wasn't afraid. Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel and the congregation in verse 15, and he said unto Jehaziel, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you too, fearful king. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. Why is that? For the battle is not yours. I, 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 I come all the way out here to New London to tell somebody that whatever it is, you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to take it like Reed's Temple told us years ago when we were listening to the radio. You need to learn how to turn it over to Jesus. Where's my church tonight? Why, 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 why am I turning it over to Jesus? Because he will work it out. Why, why are you trying to figure it out when he has already? How you going to pay your rent? All your money spent? Fixing to buy some food? Baby need a... Y'all ain't saying nothing. Pair of shoes? Even got a light bill due? Gas bill due? Telephone? Telephone disconnect. Wait till your next paycheck. Tell you what you ought to do. I'm a witness he'll see you through. I turned it over to the Lord. And you know what he did? Verse 16 said, Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. You shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeriel, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. So, what we're going to do? Set yourself. Tell somebody it's all about position. Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them and the Lord will be with you. My time is up, my brothers and sisters. And I didn't come to make any fuss tonight. I come to encourage somebody. Some, somebody going through a real storm tonight. Somebody going through a battle in your health. Doc, doctor has given you some new 
clothes that was a little troubling. And perhaps you went on Facebook and start using expletives and start using all types of profanity about how you don't like this and how you don't like that and why me? Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I pay my tithes. I'm faithful to the church. It seemed like God would have a little bit more mercy on me. All I want to tell you tonight is whatever it is, all you have to do for these next few days of Lent is get in position and stand stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I don't know who it is tonight, but I want you to know that God is closing in. I know you thought the enemy was going to get to you, but the enemy is limited. Your God is unlimited. And in a few more days, God's going to prove himself. Who am I talking to? Be not afraid. Be not dismayed. I don't believe. Say what you want. I don't believe he would have brought you this far to turn around and leave you. Shia! I'm, I'm finished. I'm finished preaching. I just want to let you know. Bishop, about three years ago, I was working for the funeral home. I, I work in a, in a board of education, 10 months, and then I have the summers off. And I was, I was driving. I was driving for, for the funeral home, and I picked up a family. And it was, it was quiet. I didn't want to say much, because, you know, sometimes you just don't know what to say. And one of the one of the patrons leaned over and said, y y "Can you turn the music on?" I said, "Sure." I said, I, "I don't have any any CDs or anything." She said, "Well, can you play a little jazz?" I said, "I said, well, we got 94.3, best variety of hits and oldies." I said, "Let's see what's on." So I put it on, and I really don't listen to the radio much. I, I don't. I don't have anything against it. But I turned it on, Bishop, and they were playing a song that I never heard. It was a hip-hop song, and, and I caught the hook. It said, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Money on my mind, and I throw my hands up. Something, something, something to go, woo! I just win, 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 no matter what. I just, so I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait. Do you mind if I turn this up? And I turned it up, and I got so encouraged. I, I went back to church. I said, put me in A flat. I just win, 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 no matter what. I just win, 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 no matter what. I just win, win, win. No matter what, I just win, win, win. What? There we go. We go. Woo! No matter what, everybody. Woo! 
No matter, come on, church. Woo! No matter what, come on. Woo! No matter, I just win. I just win, win, 